Hi guys, hope everyone is well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I wanted to touch on what is, or not as what is better, but cardio or steps for fat loss and just talk about the pros and cons of each when you may want to implement a step goal or add in cardio to promote fat loss and uh, more on both topics. So jumping into the episode, so first of all we need to establish what each is. So cardio is basically when you elevate your heart rate for an extended period of time. And it's not, could be anything from going to run, it could be the Stairmaster, uh, it could be seated bike, uh, just any form of extended exercise where you're getting your heart rate elevated. Whereas steps, a bit different, it's not, it doesn't have to be for an extended period of time, your heart rate doesn't have to be at a certain level or in a certain zone, but it's just accumulating steps throughout the, could be throughout the day or could be implementing walks at different points of the day. Both are basically forms of energy expenditure. What I mean by that is both are ways to burn calories. One isn't really superior to the other in terms of what you should do in a fat loss phase. They've got their pros and cons which I'll jump into. So in terms of when you may want to pick something like cardio. So there's there's not going to be any perfect time to implement it it obviously depends on the individual so i can't say right if you're dieting for this much weeks put in now put in then or how often or how frequent to do it i can't give you those set answers sadly but i'll of course try and break down my thoughts and some things to take into consideration so if you are someone who likes the psychological aspect of doing 20 minutes cardio or something and you believe it sets you up for the day, then it could be a good move to make in terms of implementing it into your day. Uh, Because some people have the mindset, if let's say they box off a cardio session in the morning, they're feeling like, right, I've already done that, I'm not putting that cardio to waste, I'm going to make sure the rest of my day's productive as well. It sets them up for almost success, and puts them in a good mindset for the day. Uh, And... Again, some people might not have this benefit. And something else to consider is what's your what's your work like? So if someone is let's say they work long hours, they might not be able to fit cardio in. It might be a bit hard to implement it without sacrificing other aspects of their day. So that is something to consider. The benefit of cardio is it does allow more activity in a shorter period of time or basically allow you to burn more calories in a shorter period of time. For example, getting your heart rate nice and high on the stairs is going to burn more calories than doing a slow, leisurely walk. And considering it's a bit more time efficient, if let's say someone is got a desk job, they work quite long hours so they don't have much time outside of work, they generally don't rack up a lot of steps at all, then cardio could be a good option. And the reason being is because it's going to be a more time efficient way to get them in. And they've not already got super high activity, so there's no reason why they can't do cardio and not really have much sacrifice to performance. And something else to consider is you can realistically, well, you can only put steps so high. So yes, you can keep increasing your step goal, but there comes a point where it's, 
not so much detrimental, but you might as well just add in cardio if you're going to be doing a ridiculous amount of steps and it will just allow you to, again, get done in a shorter period of time, which you could say would benefit your adherence or consistency to the plan. And it does boil down to what you are more likely to stick to. So again, common theme here in this podcast is consistency comes first. So if you're not going to be able to stick to something consistency, consistently, sorry, then you're not going to get results from it. And some people like doing it after a session. They don't mind doing cardio or steps after a session. So that could be a good way to implement some form or one form could be steps or cardio and get it done and the reason being is you're already on the go if you've had a coffee or pre-workout beforehand it's not as brutal getting your heart rate up and it's easier to commit to whereas if let's say you have already trained and you do cardio later in the day it's just pretty inconvenient for some so yeah the only thing i take into consideration if you're doing it after a session is i wouldn't do ridiculous amounts so if let's say you're training legs and then you're doing 35 minute on the stairs then that's probably not going to be great for your performance in the gym and your overall well not even performance more so your recovery because that's the time where we want to ideally eat and rest so i actually do cardio myself after my push sessions now i'm doing cardio four times a week at the moment and i am i am doing 45 minutes sorry 35 minutes so it is a decent period of time especially after training but i don't really have much other choice except to do it at that period and as well as that when i'm when i'm doing cardio after my session i sip essential amino acids and highly branched cyclic diction a carbohydrate powder throughout my session so it's not like i'm going absolutely ages without food so i'm sipping that throughout my session i'm getting that finished by the time i'm done my compound movements so I've still got that energy from that intra-workout in my system, if that makes sense. And it's not been crazy long, so it's not as much of a worry. Whereas, let's say, let's say instead of push only taking an hour and a half, being a relatively short session compared to the rest, let's say it was two and a half. And then after that, I was doing 35 minutes cardio. And it was a good while before my session, I had my pre-workout meal. And on top of that, I didn't have an intra-workout drink then. Then you could say, right, you're getting into a territory where it's probably not great for you to recover, that sort of thing. But what I'm doing the now, I don't think is an issue. So, in terms of when you could pick steps over cardio, where it could be applicable. So, if cardio isn't enjoyable, then steps can be a good route to go down. Some people don't like being stuck in the four walls in the gym, being on a treadmill, being on a stairmaster being on a cross chain or whatever other cardio equipment you use some people would prefer to get outside especially maybe if they work inside all day and uh, maybe it's just inconvenient going to the gym if let's say they're not training that day so yeah this could be a good example of when steps may be a good idea and uh, yeah again it depends what your current steps are at as well <clears throat> because if your steps are already pretty high you might be like, oh god, I've got another 2,500 to do. Whereas they might just prefer going on a treadmill and, uh, or yeah, form a cardio equipment and getting some cardio done. If, let's say, you don't have much 
or a time you can allocate towards cardio and you have you do have wee parts in the day where you can get steps in then it can be a better option because it gives you more flexibility in the day because obviously doing cardio means you have to travel to the gym or have one at your house whereas steps you can do it whenever you want really and you don't really need to be in a gym to do steps and it can be good social wise if let's say you've got a partner or your friends so you can still maybe see them spend time with them do things with them because usually when folk are dying they're a bit more restrictive they're not quite living the same they were before in terms of they might not be eating out as much or going out for drinks as much uh, because usually when people knuckle down a bit is during a dieting phase so to keep that social interaction to maintain those relationships and spend time with your partner or significant other it can be a good idea to yeah have a step goal because you can go walks in nice places country parks that sort of thing and uh, just walk to the shops and it's a bit less inconvenient and uh, yeah it can just flow in your day a bit better if that makes sense and one of the other benefits to steps is it's less strenuous and less impactful on performance so if let's say someone's doing 45 minutes on the stairs that's going to be much more detrimental to their performance in doing let's say 10,000 steps a day in my opinion uh, so that is something to consider again if let's say you're doing none of the one none of one and doing the other a ton for example if you're not doing any steps throughout the day and then doing 45 minutes on the stairs in the morning training after work then it's becoming less of an issue because you're not doing any steps but if let's say steps were super high cardio was super high then it could be a bit more detrimental but yeah if you can always split up your cardio or not always sorry if you can and it's not inconvenient to yourself you don't mind it it fits in your day well and it means that you won't sacrifice performance and always do cardio either after your session or when you are or another point of the day and the reason being is if let's say we're going on the stairs for 30 minutes and beginning a leg day how do you think that leg day is going to go do you think you're really going to be able to perform as best as possible after using your legs for 30 minutes doing cardio probably not so that is something to consider but yeah for the most part if you can get away with just doing steps and you prefer that then there's no problem about doing so it's like i've complete dying phases before where i just done steps and they got on just fine and in terms of when to add in either of the two either more steps or more cardio it's basically when your rate of loss slows down or stops so if let's say you're not losing at a rate you'd like then it can be a good way to just basically get you losing at a bit of a faster rate especially if you're someone who doesn't have super high food intake then cardio or steps could be a better option but yeah don't be afraid to ramp them up early if you think you can stick to it so with my clients usually I'll just bang them straight on 10,000 steps if I believe they can stick to it and they've got no problems doing so if let's say I'm not sure then I might start them on a lower and more sustainable step count and then ramp it up but there's no reason why you can't do a good 10,000 steps a day when you're starting a diet because it's not going to be detrimental to your performance at all 
like I said, that combined with a lot of cardio could be, but steps alone is not going to be an issue, uh, regardless of when you do it. But again, I'd just be mindful of not, let's say, doing 45 minutes, just walking to get steps in right after your session, because that's the time when we want to eat and recover. And when you are entering a dieting phase and when you are looking to lose fat or, yeah, whatever your goal is in terms of losing weight, then what I recommend is a faster rate of loss is appropriate at the start. So there's no reason why you can't hammer it a bit at the start in terms of, like I said, getting your steps up, getting some cardio in at the start. There's no reason why you can't. And the reason being is when we think about what happens when we're dieting is when we are starting a dieting phase, we've got more energy availability from fat. What I mean by this is, let's say, when you start your dieting phase, you've got more body fat on you than at the end of it. So that means your body's got a bit more energy to tap into from fat. Whereas at the end of a dieting phase, let's say you've been doing a dieting phase for, let's say, 20 weeks. At the end of that, by the 20-week mark, you are going to be quite tired because you've got that diet and fatigue. You've been losing weight, which is basically slowly starving you of energy uh, at the end of the day you're slowly starving yourself obviously you're gonna survive but sometimes you can be a bit more draggy a bit less energy at the end so that's the time where you want the higher food you want to approach weight loss at a slower rate of loss for both muscle retention and your overall energy and performance so you can get away with being a bit more aggressive at start it's like you don't really feel like you're dying in the first few weeks and why is that because it, you've just in, you've just went into a deficit so your body doesn't instantly go into a calorie deficit and then get tired it takes time it takes a while to feel the effects of dieting so that's why i like to be more aggressive to the start uh, at the start sorry and also you're less likely to lose muscle because let's say you go from 180 pounds to 175 pounds that five pounds isn't going to be that detrimental to performance because you're at your peak peak weight for example, if you were already super lean and started at super lean and then lost five pounds, it might be a bit different, but most people aren't. So yeah, the first five pounds isn't an issue at all. So yeah, be aggressive. Because usually people have longer to diet than they actually think they do. What I mean by this is you might think, right, oh I've got around I've got around ten pounds to lose. Oh after that I should have abs, should be super lean and look 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 brilliant whereas in reality you usually have more than you think so always overestimate how much you've got to lose so if you think you've got to lose 10 pounds probably need to lose 20 and uh, something that i saw someone post about is whatever you think you need to lose in kilograms you probably need to lose that so wait yeah whatever you think you need to lose in pounds you probably need to lose that in kilograms which i thought was quite interesting and i think it does hold a lot of truth and also there's no point taking ages with your dieting phase if you don't need to because again put you in a more restrictive place you're probably not going to feel the best and you want to enjoy your life potentially so yeah be aggressive at the start and get it over and done with uh, and get the first ch- like the first bit of body fat off if that makes sense instead of messing about so to conclude this episode in terms of picking steps or picking cardio 
it comes down to adherence so what are you going to be able to stick to usually for most people it might be somewhere in the middle after having their steps let's say you've got your steps at 10,000 if you go above that to a crazy extent it might begin to be a bit hard bit restrictive but just inconvenient to do therefore it might be a good idea to add in cardio at that stage and performance should be considered as well if you want to have a good end result from your face so again like i said i wouldn't be doing an hour cardio before your session or even after if you've not ate or had like an intra workout drink i'd usually try and do it away from it but yeah that should be considered as well when deciding should i do more steps or should i do cardio and yeah it's just preference really preference and having a think when you are gonna add in either cardio steps what's the most logical place to start for example if your steps are at 5000 daily then it's quite logical putting up to 7500 before adding in cardio unless you physically don't have any time to walk uh, but yeah just about making the smartest decisions from wherever you're at so thank you very much for listening to this episode if you've got any questions or topics you'd like to be covered then please just send me a message on instagram and i'll happily uh, consider covering them and uh, if you did enjoy the episode please feel free to leave me a rating and review share this episode in your story and drop me a follow or subscribe depending on what platform you're listening to it on so hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend if you're listening to it on the weekend